Welcome back to Insert Coins. Mike Inglehart here with you. It is September 15th. Thanks again for tuning in to the show. This is episode 17 today. I've actually changed the numbering of the podcast and uh, just going to have one long season now that runs through after some feedback from some of the listeners out there. So thank you so much. Good feedback. And so this will give us episode 17 in the podcast history. If you're new to the show, thank you for tuning in. We're a podcast dedicated to the world of video games from the perspective of somebody who works in the industry. That is me, you guessed correct. And if you're a continuing listener, thank you so much for coming back each week. Please consider hitting subscribe on your favorite podcast app or website so you know when the next latest episode of Insert Coins has come out. And of course, this week we are one day away from Sony finally giving us much-awaited information on the release of the PS5, where hopefully we get price, the actual launch date, Maybe an indication as to how many units they may have. Have they changed anything? Of course, Microsoft came out with a bang last week. They've changed a lot of things. Giving you layaway. Giving you two different price points. One of the cheapest entry points in terms of being able to get in at $299 US to get the Xbox Series S. So they've laid their cards on the table. And now it's Sony's chance to come in. And so I thought for this week's show, ahead of... Wednesday ahead of tomorrow, I wanted to throw out my top five predictions for what I think is going to happen with PS5. Of course, nobody knows. It's been a guessing game all the way from the beginning till now. And we're finally going to know where the lay of the land is on Wednesday with both platforms. And then people can make an informed decision. We know that the Xbox comes out in the first couple weeks in November. We know you get two price points there, $499, $299, depending on whether you're doing just standard HD gaming or want to dabble in 4K if you have that. We know that you can pay per month for both platforms, so if you don't have the money in your bank, you can just jump in right away. We know that it's bundled with Xbox Game Pass and that EA Play has been partnered on top of that, so you'll have a boatload of games to play at launch as well. And so they given everybody a pretty good lineup of things to look forward to. Good price, release date, games to play, the ability for basically anybody to have accessibility to this thing if you want to pay it per month. And the value is outstanding, by the way. So where is Sony going to sit now? Arguably, they have to come to the table with something different. So here are my top five predictions for what I think the PS5 event is going to have this week. So first off, price. And I don't think this is going to be that much of a surprise, but I think hands down they have to go $499 for the uh, disc-enabled version. And I think the digital version is going to be priced at $399. They'd be smarter to go lower if they had the courage to go to $349 or dare I say $299. They're going to be more on par with Microsoft, but I don't think they can do that. You're not getting that much of a difference between the two outside of the disk drive not being there. So $399 is probably the lowest they can go. They might actually be taking a bath on that at the end of the day. But I think it's going to be $499 for the disk drive enabled version and $399 for the digital version. Prediction number two. I do think they're going to react and they're going to package in the pay per month sort of layaway plan, if you will, with PlayStation Now bundled in with it. And also, 
the ability to play online with the PS Plus there as well. I think they have to go equal with what's happening on the Microsoft side. I think if you don't have the entry point being one-to-one, -one, I think it just creates a really big difference between the two platforms. And it's actually the right thing to do in this economy. So full marks to Microsoft. And, and to be honest, Microsoft has been, they're starting to be fairly disruptive. And I think they're doing things the right way. They're definitely pushing subscription-based gaming. And when Netflix knocked out Blockbuster, we're probably heading that way with gaming, quite frankly. I know we've talked about that on previous episodes, but I think Sony has to follow suit here and create a one-to-one -one offering so that these two things stand side by side. If there's too much of a gap, for example, if you could only buy this thing outright, that's going to remove people. And it's going to make Microsoft side for those who would like next-gen gaming but don't have the money to, to basically rub together, you're going to make the simple decision and go to Microsoft. So I think this is a smart way to get an even playing field for Sony. But also, I think it opens up the opportunity to perhaps get more uh, a bigger install base with consoles overall. There may be players looking to graduate from mobile gaming, which is a, everybody has a phone, so everybody has a mobile console, so to speak. And this might be a very easy way to get people to come across. You can easily quantify 24 or 39.99 USD a month into various other things that you spend that money on. So I think Sony would be smart to do this. The, the PlayStation now has a number of games in there, so there's value in there as well. And um, again, if this idea of having to pay for online gets bundled in together, you're just creating insane value to pick up one of these consoles. And, and again, by, by Sony doing this, uh, and the price points would be a little bit different, but obviously the 34.99 would be able to mimic what's happening with the Xbox Series X if the 4.99 price point holds. And then of course the digital version would be a bit more expensive. I guess it would be 30, 29.99 um, if you're using the same pricing model. And so again, 24, 29, 34, you're all kind of in the ballpark and it makes it easier to, to make a decision, especially if you're leaning one way or the other. Now, the big question with Sony for prediction number three has been how many units are they going to have at launch? And of course, I mentioned on the last show with Quincy that I was a little bit perturbed. Uh, I, I want to own both. But I was a little upset that they had this, you know, sort of exclusive club. It was a loyalty thing. So you went to the, I went to the Sony Canada site and they said, okay, you got to go over to the Sony USA site. And unfortunately, because I'm Canadian, I'm disqualified from doing it. But essentially there's some loyalty connection to your uh, PlayStation uh, account. And that's going to let you, you'll determine whether you get a call uh, reminds me of that terrible movie Deep Impact where people got a call to see if they were going to be saved from Earth uh, from the comets that were coming to destroy the planet. And if you weren't called, well, fend for yourself, you're probably done. And uh, well, it's not exactly the same. It had that same feel and it's like, oh, I don't even qualify. So it kind of puts a sour taste in your mouth. But it leads me to believe that there may be limited launch units, that maybe Sony... And the world has not been cooperating, obviously, with everything that's going on. But they just might not be ready for this launch the way they thought they'd be. So if you're trying to control a lack of uh, supply, 
you can create something that fuels the demand. And sometimes it can be a really smart marketing uh, ploy. And so in this way, by having limited launch units and the people that get them really celebrating what's there, it may make up for the fact that their supply is going to be um, probably quite small. So my number three prediction is I think they're going to have very limited launch units. I think it's going to be really hard to get. Um, but again, if you have the ability to, you know, do the layaway pricing and things like this, I think people will wait. And I think it will work in their favor. I don't think we're in a holiday season here where, you know, people are going to be overpaying. And I think that's one nice thing actually about what Microsoft has done with the monthly payment idea is everybody can have a chance to get one, you know, and of course there's not going to be unlimited Xbox series X and series S, but you don't have to feel like you need to run out and get it. You can kind of wait knowing that it's going to hit your price point. But I think Sony will have less than Microsoft. Uh, I think it's going to be a bit, bit of a disappointment for people. And I think the writing's already on the wall with that, with how they've been organizing the pre-order opportunity here. And again, they're going after the U.S. It's their core market. Canadians, sorry, you, you've not been included. Maybe that will change uh, tomorrow, but I don't think it will. Limited launch units, that's prediction number three. How many? I don't know. I'm just going to say they're going to have far less than what Microsoft will have for the initial launch of their console. So number four, um, I think PS Plus will be included in the PS Now thing. I think this idea again of removing an extra payment to play online, I think it's just where we are in the world. It's um, our internet packages at home, unlimited data, all these sorts of things. I think it's better to go the direction of trying to get people to sign up to want to play games, get people connected to being on game playing subscriptions. It feels like it's the way of the future. So that's where they should go. And while nothing's 100% official on either side, we know that Xbox Live Gold has sort of disappeared uh, from the Xbox uh, uh, store on your, on, your, on your home console. So the idea that it's all being packaged in, I think Sony's going to get there. And I think it's where they need to go. And I think it's something that uh, um, it's just they have to have this. So number four is I think PS Plus is going to be included in whatever subscription bundle that they throw towards players. Number five, I don't think this thing is going to come out till December. I'm going to go on a limb and say they can't match when Microsoft's coming out. Um that that that's where i think it's going to land we haven't seen a game running on the playstation 5 maybe we'll see it wednesday and maybe i'm wrong and maybe they're gonna be right there beside microsoft day one but i'm gonna go on a limb and say i don't think it's gonna be ready till december um i think it have to come out before the holiday season but i almost think it'd be smart of them to kind of position after anyway um i know they like to go head to head at launch to give you something to look at but i think they're going to be a month behind i just don't think Sony has all their ducks in a row and I feel like they've been scrambling and you know as much as Microsoft was quiet I think again they were just waiting and we'll see what Sony brings Wednesday but I don't think they're ready so I think you're not going to see the PlayStation 5 until a December release now you're talking maybe two weeks but uh, if you're expecting it to come out at the same time I just don't think that's the way it's gonna gonna come out so summarize my PlayStation 5 top five predictions 
price, $4.99 for the disk drive enabled version, $3.99 for the digital. If they're ballsy, $3.49 for digital might be better, but I'm not sure they can do that. I think you're going to see a pay per month financing option similar to what Microsoft did. Also believe it's going to be bundled with PlayStation Now. I think they're going to have insanely limited launch units as my number three prediction. I'm hoping PS Plus will be included in the PS Now service as my number four prediction. And number five, December 2020 release. Now, another thing I want to talk about quickly before uh, this episode comes to a close is, unfortunately, things change in entertainment. And I touched on it earlier. Netflix was one of the most disruptive things to come along in the movie business so much that all of the blockbusters now have been destroyed. I think the last one in Oregon, I believe, has been turned into an Airbnb location, which is kind of neat. So it's still there being used for obviously different purposes. But gone were the days of walking down to the local store to rent a movie and everything is just available online and at your fingertips. Music, of course, has been there for uh, ages. And uh, now, to be quite frank, um, as mentioned on the last show, Google Play Music, which is what I use, uh, is going away soon this month. I don't even know. It could be imminent. It could be tomorrow. I know they're pushing YouTube music on me very uh, aggressively. And my habit of buying, you know, my $1.29 songs here in Canada, well, that's going to be gone. And I'm going to have to change with the times and uh, figure out, you know, what I have to do with uh, YouTube music. I can say quickly, I'm not too happy that when I was trying to use the app in my car on uh, Android Auto that told me I have to have premium YouTube to use Android Auto. So I hope that's just while they're waiting to transition across because that is going to tick me off if that's the case. Anyways, sometimes you got to change with the times. So in the video game industry, what's happening? So of course, this year has been devastating to uh, a lot of businesses out there in the world we've had you know a lot of brick and mortar stuff uh, dry up because people aren't going to stores people are having to stay at home and GameStop which of course is one of the anchors in terms of video game retail um, has closed 600 stores uh, in the previous year and they're going to close another 100 stores this year um, after already closing. So they've closed 300 in March, 300 before that, and another 100 uh, more is expected to close. And I think as we talk about these next-gen consoles, so while COVID and all these other things are affecting it, I think the other thing that shows kind of the writing on the wall is as these digital-only systems start to come online, I think the idea of buying physical games, trading in physical games, Um, is also going to be few and far between here faster than we think. It doesn't mean that you still won't have a chance to say buy collector's editions of certain things, but let's be honest, you can buy collector's editions of things online now. And rather than getting collectible trinkets that become dust collectors, and no offense to anybody out there that grabs that stuff, um, if you buy those types of versions online, you get things that are useful in the game. And I'd argue it's probably better money spent at the end of the day, although I'm one to talk about mementos. I'm a huge uh, die-cast airplane model collector. So there is something to say about having collector's items that um, you get from purchasing a uh, specific type of of game. But if you think about it, 
is this the last generation where a disk drive is going to be included in a console? Nintendo has always had cartridges. Of course, on the Switch, you can buy your tiny little cartridges and plug them in. I don't. I actually, all my games on the Switch are digital. It's kind of interesting how I was complaining about the Google Play Music, but here I am, somebody that has already changed with the times when it comes to video games. And with just GameStop throwing that news out, it just made me think that I, I think they're probably, unless they change their business and... Full credit to them. They have sell. They sell a lot of toys now. They sell a lot of other hardware, phones. Obviously, they can sell the consoles. There's still somebody's going to need to be able to sell that. You can also go direct to consumer um, or use online vendors for that as well. But it just makes me think that GameStop's days are probably numbered. Here in Canada, EB Games is is our equivalent. So what does it mean? It means you won't be able to trade in games anymore. But if there's no games to buy and the trade market will go away, they could change how they do things and, and really look at the secondary market and uh, could be something where they're selling things of the past. I mean, there's still a lot of people that collect old things, but I think all in all, unless they change their model significantly, I'm not sure what the value of a GameStop is going to be over time. It's obviously dictated by the manufacturers, if Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo say, hey, you know what? It's all going digital. Then you don't have to worry about the cost of a, of a jewel case, a cartridge, box art. I don't really get manuals anymore, but that all goes away. And that's a big part of how GameStop and EB Games make their money. So uh, we'll see. I, I think as well with subscription gaining such traction because the value in subscription gaming is amazing perhaps even the idea of buying just every single game you want to play is also going to become a thing of the past i can see the idea where if you want it when it comes out you pay for it but you'll wait for it if it's going to show up on game pass or uh, uh, playstation now and so it's going to be interesting to see how that works out in the end because again music has gone that way Movies, you go to the theater for big releases, and then if you don't, you'll eventually catch it somewhere else if it shows up on one of the streaming services, and you can see games going that way as well. So it's not the end yet for GameStop, but unless they reinvent themselves, and it's hard to reinvent yourselves, sometimes disruption ends the way we do things. I'm curious what you think on the topic, on both topics today. If you have any predictions for the PlayStation 5 or any comments on that, or you think GameStop's going to be around for a lot longer than what I'm saying, or do you agree that the writing is kind of on the wall? Always welcome your comments. You can email me any time of the day, any day, any day of the week, reachable at insertcoinstalk at gmail.com. And you can also hit me up over on Twitter. My handle over there is at the big one, Mike, and I'm happy to take any tweets send me a dm whatever the case may be always looking to chat games with anybody else that's out there looking forward to seeing what happens on wednesday it's going to be interesting i've been a fan of both uh companies and nintendo as well uh for as long as i've been around playing games and uh i really hope sony comes in and i think it's gonna be a really good time for gamers i think gamers are gonna have a lot of chances to partake in the next generation 
barring the number of units they have available in a way that's never been possible before. And uh, I think it's exciting to think that you could get your hands on a next-gen system for really the price of a decent meal um, in the first month. And let's face it, $25, $30, $35, we blow that type of money on lots of things every month. And when you think of the entertainment you get out of these things, I think it's great that uh, Microsoft has led the charge and I hope Sony does the same because I also think we'll get more people playing games, which is good for all of us at the end of the day, especially those of us still working in the industry. So see you on Wednesday. I think we'll chat the comparisons between the two systems and what they have next week. And good luck, Sony. Looking forward to seeing what you bring to the party. And that will close out episode 17 of Insert Coins. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're new, it was good having you here today. And if you're a returning listener, well, I appreciate all of your support. And if you've been sharing out the show, that also goes a long way too. I do this for all of you that's out, that are out there listening. And uh, without you guys, none of this uh, is really possible. And none of this is really worth it. So thank you so much. You help drive the passion that I bring to this each and every week. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with Sony on Wednesday. As always, if you have topics you'd like to hear on the show, you can email me at insertcoinstalk at gmail.com. You can always reach me as well over on Twitter. My handle is at the big win Mike. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Until next time, stay safe if you're in school. Also, please stay safe. And of course, happy gaming. See everybody next week.